Hey, everyone, and thank you so much for joining us here at IED Sports. It's MLS Week 5. We're making some weekend predictions. Let's get going. Another great week of soccer, week four in Major League Soccer, Alex. For me, the major story was all the big goal scorers scoring big goals. A lot of great stuff, Alex. How are you doing today? I'm doing really good. You know, I can tell you one thing. I'm doing a lot better than Minnesota United is doing right now. <laughs> We're going to get stuck to that. We have to. I predicted them to win. They did not win. We're going to get to that. But first, let's get to the major story, and that is the RSL versus San Jose game. We all saw Lakes Rubio Rubin scored on a bicycle kick, the obvious choice for MLS goal of the 2021 season. We still have 30 more weeks to go. This is the winner. I, I promise that. If you haven't seen it yet, go watch the recap. Three goals and three appearances so far this season for Rubio Rubin. Um, the Beaverton, Oregon, 25-year-old, played all his youth soccer with the United States. Looks like he's making his transfer to Guatemala for this summer. He's off to a great start this year, Alex. Yeah, surprisingly, under the radar, I'm surprised he wasn't get called up by Burhalter. Uh, one time, he was regarded as one of our top prospects. He got a little lost over in Europe, I think, and he bounced around in Holland. I think he was in Mexico. Then last year, I think he played in for San Diego in the in the USO with Landon Donovan, if I'm not mistaken. Uh, but you know, to see what he's doing right now, he, they they got a proven goal scorer up front. Looks like he's going to be a double digit goal scorer. And Real Salt Lake, to me, right now is a lot better than a lot of people think going into the season. I mean, this is a tough. We're going to talk about his game in a few moments, but that was a tough way to lose that game. They're up one nothing in the game on the beautiful bicycle kick, and then the greatest MLS scorer of all time, Wando, oh, of all comes time. off the bench. And it, when you don't mark him in the box, ninety nine out of a hundred, notwithstanding the U.S. Not, notwithstanding U.S. versus uh, Belgium uh, World Cup game, uh, Wando's going to put it in the back of the net. And he came off the bench. He scored two goals in like five minute at a five minute stretch. In, in it was a four minute, minute stretch, eighty third minute and eighty seventh minute after and, coming uh, on. Um, yeah. And that's He's the end back, that. I guess. I mean, he had a terrible start to the season, just about as bad as you can have it. He missed that sitter week one. He got red carded um, straight off in, in week two. Finally, comes back. Two goals. Great game. San Jose takes the win on the road in RSL and kind of overshadows Rubio Rubin's goal of the season. Yeah, uh, San Jose, one of the surprising teams at MLS so far after the first month of the season. I heard Wanda Lasky yesterday on series. Uh, XMFC with uh, Miola and uh, Dunset. He was talking about how he's yeah. relishing the role of helping out Cade Cowell, how they are made a system. People think it's weird, the man marking system. They, they Sometimes they mark spaces, not men. Sometimes it's a weird thing. It throws the other uh, opponents and it gives them fits, you know, the high the high press trying to turn the ball over in the last yeah, third for a course. quick turnover, a quick score. But the way he talked about Cade Cowell, how the kid is the, 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 comparing him to Alfonso Davis, how the buzz was before he went to Bayern Munich. The same kind of thing for the 17-year-old. He likes being his tutor. He said a kid wants to learn. And, you know, Wanda right now, you've seen a lot of this around a lot of teams. They don't want to super sub off the bench. Iguain and Inter-Miami, stuff like that. You know, uh, Asenio. in Philadelphia started this thing. And now there seems to be a trend, especially with five subs, plus with concussions, when you even get more. It's a great idea to have something like this off the bench. Yeah. And why not have the greatest MLS score of all time? San Jose, uh, um, you know, surprising towards the top of the, uh, uh, the Western Conference so far. And they got a key game this weekend against Seattle. We're going to talk about a little later. Absolutely. Wando, kind of that physical, all his physicality is gone. All he has left is his, his balance and his shooting. But he, he's going he's gonna to teach. He's going to teach him, uh, Cade Cowell, how to sniff out goals. Maybe we're getting a little preview of uh, what comes after soccer for Chris Wondolowski this season. 
Moving on, let's talk about the Colorado Rapids. Uh, they hosted Minnesota United. Minnesota United was plus 250. I was all over that bet, and it looked really good straight on. Um, 2-0, early head start. Uh, this game was just heartbreaking. Minnesota went up 2-0. I, I, I have to preach here. I said take the bet. If you were watching the game live and you saw them go up 2-0, should have cashed out on uh, FanDuel. That's, that's for sure on that bet because high altitude, Away at Colorado, it. it's going to get yeah. you every time. Minnesota ran ran out of gas. I mean, they the second half they could they couldn't run it all up up to it. Reynoso looked good. You know, Minnesota only was subbed out late in the game. Uh, I don't, that was a strange thing for me why they subbed him out. But anyway, second half was all Colorado. They put the pressure on. They pressure on down two nothing. He came back to win three two. Minnesota goes to zero and four. With many team many predict them to go very far this year in MLS. Either maybe yeah. to, to win the West, if not go very far into the MLS Cup playoffs. Uh, pressure's got to be on Adrian Heath right now. They got two big games this week. If they go 0 and 6, I can't see him surviving the week. They, they got to get some results this week. And they need him in a hurry. Do so you fall be, you fall behind early in the West? You're, you're in trouble. I mean, you're really in trouble. Seattle, Portland, LAFC, Minnesota can't afford to drop any more points. This is a the Vancouver Whitecaps. Apparently, they're doing it too. Um, yeah. Colorado is looking great so far this season on the other end of the ball. Um, I do want to talk about Danny Wilson. Because Colorado is just having guys step up and score goals when they need them. I think there are five goals, four and five goals against the season, but they're two, one, and one, which is awesome. Danny Wilson uh, contributed the game-winning goal, completed almost 90% of his passes, won eight of his 10 duels, my player of the game. No, he was excellent. He was excellent. Again, betting-wise, tough to go into Colorado and get results. You know, you know, always look at the. Oh, but it looks so good, Alex. Plus two fifty. I know it, lo- oh, it looks good. They, they tempt, <laughs> they tempt you. That's that's the key. They tempt you, but don't forget. Always look at midweek matchups. If they played a you know short rest, that high altitude, either early in the season, late in the yeah. season, don't bet against Colorado, man. You're gonna lose more than you're gonna win if you do that way. Talk about a game that I should have won. <laughs> that is Inter Miami hosting Atlanta United. Atlanta United had possession. They had it all. They looked like the better team, but. It ended in a 1-1 draw. Miami faced some early trouble. Matuidi went down with a, an injury, was subbed out in the 14th minute after colliding with Sosa around midfield. By that time, they were already down 1-0 after Joseph Martinez turn and shoot goal. I wouldn't say he's back yet because it was kind of a hesitant, just kind of, it wasn't a run of play, you know, something we would expect from Joseph Martinez maybe on a breakaway. But either way, he's on the score sheet. Uh, Inter Miami's down a man. They're down 1-0. At the end of the game, after tying it, uh, it just seemed like there too many things went Atlanta's way. Inter Miami could have had three penalties. They had uh, an inside the box um, handball. There was a denied scoring penalty when Guzan ran out and tripped uh, Victor Uloa, um, diving for a rebound that I don't think he even touched the ball, but he com- completely took the player out with his second hand. Um, I think there was a chance for a makeup call. LGP went down kind of soft after getting his shirt tugged in the box. I don't think that was a penalty, but it was a third chance that the ref could have righted one of his wrongs. That did not happen. The game ended in a 1-1 draw. A chippy game. Uh, you know, like I mentioned, Atlanta had more possession. In the beginning of the game, they had some chances early in the game. I know Joseph Martinez, nice finish. He ran over to his trainer, the guy who's been training for the last you know year plus, getting back from the, that bad uh, knee injury. So he was real happy. That was a good thing to see for Atlanta. Atlanta, to me, ran out of gas. I mean, they might have had more possession, but Inter-Miami was more dangerous, especially in the second half. Uh, Lewis Morgan, nice goal. I really like him on Inter-Miami, very underrated player. Uh, Pizarro, to me, a little disappointing. Again, I'm waiting for the, the, yeah. waiting for the Pizarro game. To, I, we're, we're waiting. We're still going to say Iguain looked okay. I know they had a lot going on with their mother's death. 
to me, it's a fair result. One one. You could you know you could have the penalty kicks and the calls in the box could have gone your way. It was a chippy play. Referee let him play. One one. I think is a fair result for this. Uh, you know the rival rivalry game. You know close proximity where they you know, t to each other. You know MLS likes to force these kind of rivalries. David Beckham's team. They got they dropping some points at home. It's early in the season. Matuti's going down. I got some red flags already for me. I'm a little worried about them. Let's see what goes on going forward. They have two games this week, and as I see right now, Carranza, Leardam, Matuidi are all questionable. You have Acosta, Fagal, Frey, and Robbie Robinson all out for this week. So uh, Miami's going to have to pull something out. They're, they're going to have to get something going if they want to advance in Major League Soccer this season, take that step up that we wanted to see in 2020. Let's move on to Portland Timbers. They hosted the Seattle Sounders. I picked Seattle Sounders, the away win, plus 130. They take a 2-1 win. And I think it was a pretty good game, Alex. Portland, yeah, it wasn't that close. Seattle. Seattle, again, classy MLS. They don't have Morris. They don't have Ladero. Does it matter? No, because they have Rui Diaz. I mean, Jao uh, Paulo, the midfield being solid. Again, we talked about this in last week's show. I was asking a lot for Portland, who just went to Mexico to lose in the Champions League to come back in a short rest and go play Seattle at home. I know it's a rivalry game going back 20 years ago, going back to NASL. Seattle, to me, still, if not the best team in MLS, top three. Every time you play them, you're in for a rough battle. As long as Rui Diaz, the snipers out there, and they're not even, you know, don't forget, Seattle doesn't have a 100% lineup yet. Still, you know, I, I love the Montero signing. He comes off the bench, scores a goal. He's going to be perfect for him when he loses Rui Diaz to uh, Copa America, any kind of injuries. Yeah. He's, the per again, another super sub kind of player, you know, a little long in the tooth, but when he gets out there, he can still score and he can produce. I think, you know, he can spot start here and there where Rui Diaz is out. This is why Seattle, Seattle, they make these kind of moves. Portland just, you know, caught him on a tough, you know, tough, you know, four days rest coming, getting eliminated for Champions League. He was asking a lot. Obobis, he still is not 100% to me. He looks a little off. I mean, when yeah. he gets better, I think they'll be dangerous. I'm really not worried about Portland going forward. It was just a luck of the draw, Champions League, and short break. You got to play the spot. I think I said in my article that, you know, the coaching was what was really going to carry this one um, ahead forward. Uh, Portland Timbers, after going down early last week, they made four halftime subs. You can't play that kind of ball against Seattle and expect a win, not this early in the season. I did want to point out that Rui Diaz's goal was a penalty, and it was just a weird set of plays. Portland got a penalty. Stefan Fry made the save, but they called it back because he stepped off too early. And then uh, on the retake... They Love hit the it. post, yes. and then they take the ball, go right back downfield, get a penalty in the box, and Rui Diaz scored it. So what What a, a flip of a couple minutes. We could have been talking about a different game. Then, of course, Freddie Montero comes in and adds uh, a goal to make it 2-1, and the Seattle Sounders left Portland with a much-needed road rival victory. And again, that's why Seattle is Seattle. Again, I wouldn't be worried if I'm a Portland fan. I'm expecting big things from this year, but we see slowly getting to the shape. Uh, they'll be fine. Valeri, you know, he's a little longer the tooth, but he still was dangerous in his game, you know, notwithstanding the penalty kicks. Just that it happens. You know, you met Seattle, and Seattle's playing hot ball right now. Rui Diaz is on fire, and they're going to ride him out. Absolutely. Yeah, that's, that's worth pointing. Valeri would have missed two penalties in the same game. So let's move on to week five. Lots of interesting stuff going on. It is Wednesday when we're recording this. This will be up either Wednesday night or Thursday morning, which means we kind of we kind of got to skip all the midweek games. We're not going to be predicting those, but they are going to guide our choices for this weekend. For example, there are seven midweek games, 14 teams that play twice in less than four days. Only twice, Alex, do we see a home team on rest 
face an away team coming off a midweek game. That's very important. You have NYCFC hosting Toronto and Atlanta hosting Montreal. Those two home teams are heavy, heavy, heavy favorites because they don't have a midweek game. And Toronto is on short rest going to NYCFC. Montreal on short rest headed to Atlanta. I think it's easy to just get those out of the way. Lock them in. Yeah, I'm taking uh, NYCFC at home at that band box, that little rinky-dink Yankee Stadium. Stadium, 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 I just said that twice. Uh, when they're at home, betting-wise, I'm going to look at them, especially if teams lower, in this, lower to them in the standings or struggling. I'm definitely going to look at taking NYCFC. They're really hot right now with Castellanos uh, up front. Uh, even rumors with him leaving the Palmeiras we talked about. He's still scoring. Uh, NYC, again, quietly. You know, I don't, I don't think they have one loss. They have six or seven points after three weeks. They're right on top of the thing. Betting-wise, I'm always looking at NYCFC at home. Again, smart strategy when you're taking these midweek games. You're going to see squad rotation. Toronto, like, for example, Toronto's playing Columbus tonight. Same lineup will not be there against New York on Sunday or Saturday. Whatever. And that's an afternoon game, even less rest. So that take, you have to take that in consideration. You think Toronto is going to look to get some road points, maybe play for the tie, stuff like that. But like As you said, betting-wise, always look for that midweek game before you, and think about the home team before you bet. There are five times where the team on the rest advantage is headed away to a rival arena. That is Dallas headed to Minnesota, Red Bull headed to Philly, Portland headed to San Jose, Orlando headed to D.C. to play United, and LAFC headed to Seattle. Let's get into a couple of those games, and let's jump into L.A. Galaxy. They're hosting Austin FC. Austin FC, surprisingly, the expansion team doing very well with a couple of wins already. Now you go into the land of Chicharito, who's on fire, who just a big win over LAFC last week. They're going to be home. I, uh, uh, you know, Austin still they haven't been home yet. This is the game where I think uh, Chicharito is going to score again. I really yeah, like what and- Austin's doing, but if I have any questions about Austin, it's going to be their back line. You got Chicharito at home. I, I love Chicharito in this game. I'm going to have to take LA. I'm- I'm going to have to take Galaxy in this one. I have to give some props to Zan Kolmanich, who's been great in Ben Sweat's absence, but the missing players are going to start adding up for Austin. Alex Ring is out on a red card suspension. Schoenfeld and Segura are also listed as out. Jared Stroud has been amazing for Atlanta. That is not the guy that we let that Red Bull let walk. But I have to think that that's going to kind of come regress to the means with Jared Stroud. He had an amazing cross on that goal that uh, was scored last week. However, I just got to take Galaxy here, and I I think it's it's a layup. Especially now, fans are starting to come into the stadium. By the yeah. end of the month, you see there's some full stadiums are like this. You saw in leagues around the world, the home field home field advantage was not that prevalent, it, especially in the Premier League, for example, where a fourth-place team is losing to a 19th-place team at home. It happened a lot this year because yeah. of the fan influence. Now you're starting to see fans come into the stadium. Teams like Atlanta at home you want to start looking at. LA Galaxy sells out at home. LAFC at home is a tough place to play. Seattle, Portland, especially with the fans. And this is one of those examples. LA Galaxy after coming off a big win for the fan base against LAFC playing Austin. I'm sorry, Austin. I I like what you're doing so far, but this is a tough matchup for you. I'm going to have to take it. I'm going to take the Galaxy. I agree. It is worth noting that in games where Chicharito has scored in all three games, Galaxy has a victory. So my key player, man to watch, Chicharito. If he scores, LA Galaxy, I think they win. Let's head into one of the more difficult games of the week. Philadelphia Union hosting Red Bull New York. Philly has played a lot of soccer so far this season, but they are headed to the Union, a place where they have not traditionally played very well. Philadelphia Union has looked very good so far at points this season. Alex, can we do it? Can we take Red Bulls on the road? 
I'd like to say yes, but Philadelphia at home last year, I don't know if they dropped any points. They were, I don't know if they were undefeated, but they were really good at home, and I'm going to stick with that till proven otherwise. I know the Champions League, their only team left are in the Final Four. I know that's their main focus right now, and they have a midweek game. They got New England you know, tonight, and then they're going to play the Red Bulls, so you would think they're not going to get six points at us, even though they're, I think they're home for both. Uh, Red Bull on the road, to me, always scares me. Again, no goals scored from their forwards. Cannon Clark been very well. You know, the wonder kid already with a goal each game. We were at the game against Toronto uh, this past Saturday. Yeah. I, I, you know, I can't, I can't go against Philadelphia at home. I know it's a second game and back to back, but you know, they this is Red Bull on the road. Traditionally, it's a tough place to play for them. Until I see, you know, the goal scoring coming up from from the Red Bull and more creativity from the midfield, I'm gonna have a hard time taking them on the road. I'm gonna, I'm I gonna, am. Go, I'm taking, I am going to take him on. I know you are. I'm, I think I'm gonna, Fabio I'm gonna, gets off. I think Fabio finally gets out of the zero column. I think that he has a chance to step up. He's made great assists. He's been an unselfish striker so far. I think he gets on the scoreboard against the Philadelphia Union, a Philadelphia team who didn't they lose at home to NYCFC just two weeks or two, two or three weeks ago? I like Red Bull here. I don't think Philadelphia Union is that team at home this season. And I think the odds are pretty good. So I am doing that. I'm taking my plus 260 on Red Bull on a $10 bet. You can win $26, cash out at $36. That's more than triple your money. I'm making that bet every time. Let's get some Red Bull. Not to drink, the team. Yeah, that, I just that got back from the you. dentist. We, we don't yeah, want to yeah. go down that road. <laughs> my cardiologist said that shit will kill you. You don't want to drink that. Last game we kind of really want to talk about, Seattle hosting LAFC on Sunday. Seattle plays Wednesday versus San Jose in San mm. Jose. That's and Seattle comes home to face LAFC. Yeah. Seattle at home. I mean, you know, LAFC to me got some injury issues. Uh, you know, tough loss last week against the Galaxy rivalry game. If you're going to Seattle, man, you can't expect to take the road team. I'm going to take Seattle nine out of ten every time, barring injury. I know squad rotation is going to come into play in here. Two tough games for Seattle, but they're home. I have to take Seattle. Listen, this is one of the premier matchups of the weekend. You know, you have to watch this. And, you know, and we're not going to – even though the show's coming out either late tonight or tomorrow, the Wednesday night matchups tonight, you know, uh, Columbus and Toronto and the Seattle-San Jose. I mean, there's some great matchups this whole week in MLS. I'm sure we see more banger goals again this week and we'll be talking about it again next week. I mean, we Get could just talk to- about the quality of play. It's just been – it's been so much better this year. It's, it's, it's better. so much better. And you see younger players make a difference makers. We, we, not to mention, I just want to talk about the Rebels real quick. The Polish international striker is now in camp. He's practiced today. Patrick Klamara, I think, is. am I saying his name right? Klamala, Klamala yeah. And, yes. and his nickname maybe is we the can Devil. Celebrate, maybe we the can Devil. celebrate the parting of Brian White this weekend, too. And maybe we that can was celebrate the parting. Is this the end of Brian White and Tom Barlow experiment? You keep trotting them out there with no results. I think this is the end. Hey, you know, nice. Thank you for your contributions to Rebel organization. Thank you for your services. Thank you. Thank Thank you very much for that. Hopefully we have a real MLS striker now to go with Fabio up front. This should be a difference maker of Red Bulls. I'm a little excited to see what he brings to the table. Because of the midweek games, I'm not releasing my betting article for this weekend until sometime tomorrow. So make sure you check that out. IDsports.com. I post all my links there. You can find us at I80 underscore sports or at I80 underscore sports MLS on Twitter. We're always uh, retweeting what other people are putting out there. We made a lot of friends in the fantasy community, in the MLS community during this past off season. So you can find their work that we share quite a bit. Again, betting article is going to be stellar. Again, I had a great weekend last weekend. I can't wait to write about it, to talk about it, and to uh, help you guys with your sportsbook questions. Alex, anything before we go? 
Yeah, the 40-man roster was released for the United States. We got the Nations League semifinals coming up, and we got the Gold Cup coming up. Uh, I know there'll be some cuts, some surprising names on the list. Some guys aren't on it, like Michael Bradley and Josie out the door. We're seeing a changing of the guard. Uh, we'll be talking about it next coming, next coming shows. June's a big month for U.S. soccer, and MLS is going to take a break while this is going on, so we'll be talking about that in the next couple weeks on the show. Can't wait to see six more months of Jossie Zardes. Let's go, boy, baby. Have a great day. Thank you for joining us yeah, at Sports. Yes. 